Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelien, I'm here with Glenn and Darcy. Today we will be discussing delegating. To be able to grow your business, you need to be able to delegate. You can't do it all yourself. And uh, so we, this is the topic for today. Um, Darcy, would you like to go first? Yeah, well, that's just terrible because this is my, well, I'm, not, I'm trying to order my weaknesses. Uh, this is in the top three. I'm not good at delegating. And, and here's, here's sort of the thing. I'm kind of a controller. Darcy, person. I think you actually are better than you think at delegating. Oh. You, have, you have office staff. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of, you have on-site property management that, you, that are work for you on your staff. Oh, you, oh thank you, you for that. You do delegate. Oh, I just feel like I failed. I had a conversation last <laughs> night with one of my people and, you know, a person is working around them. Right? So I offered a job to him and I used this phrase that I got from Seth Godin, uh, online guru. And he said, you know, use your best, uh, use your best efforts. Yeah, that's the end. Use your best efforts. And then my person I delegated, delegated in turn, and the person he delegated to cut him out and and managed up to me information and the whole process cut him right out of it i said listen this isn't our process you can't control the process and i just failed and when i was thinking about that last night in light of our discussion um with humility i need to get better at this and i thought of some instructions for delegating um it's kind of in two phases there's the what that you're delegating and that's you know you got a job but the first phase is usually the why and how and if you just tell them how or tell them what, go do this, you've just sent a dumb employee out into the field and with no framework, no, no context. So you need, they need to know the why and how. If they're in your business and they don't understand your why and they don't know how, you probably shouldn't be using them. They're not good enough. So an employee should be able to manage the why and the how of this. This is why, because it aligns with their values. It's important. This is the how. It's like when you did this before. It's just like this, but different. So you're using simile or some sort of scaffolding from prior experience. That's your first stage. Your second stage is with clear reporting, who and when. And if you just tell someone, hey, this is important to us, this is how you do it, and send them out there, it's pointless. It's just like you've thrown a stick to a dog and not a good dog, not a retriever, just a dog. Um, I have, I've thought of this. You do, you delegate because you're busy. Um, so why do it twice and get yourself frustrated? So do it right the first time. This is a lesson to me. Um, I should do it once and I should do it well and I should do it in two steps. I should do the first part with the why and the how and I should say who they report to and when. Put a time frame on it. And even if it's unrealistic, negotiate an extension. Otherwise, it's just, it's just dumb. I got, um, I would love to share with our listeners I, and after acknowledging this freedom scale, we've used it with my partners and I've, we found it really good for framing this kind of stuff. I got this from Dr. Tony Williams at Royal Roads University in my first year of my um, master's program. So it's about roughly a year ago. And he said, there's five levels of initiative and you work up, a good employee works up through these five levels. The first level, I've, re I've changed them into throwing a stick for a dog. But the first level, the manager's direct report the manager feels that the direct report just doesn't have the skills or the sensitivity. So they have to be directed in every way. Do this. Now do this. Now tie the bow. Now pull on the ends. This is how you instruct a child, a very rudimentary skill like tying their laces. 
right? That's a level one person. And these people are deployed and they wait until they're told what to do next. If you have a lot of those in your organization, you're dying. You can't afford them. Someone else should train those people and you should pick higher up the tree. Uh, level twos, you send them on a job and they come back, they come back and ask what to do. So they're like a boomerang. The first group are like throwing a stick for a bad dog. The second group are at least a boomerang. You throw them and you don't worry that they're still standing in the woods. They come back to you like a boomerang and that's good. So at least you don't have to go looking for them. But these are people that are relatively new and unfamiliar with your processes and they need to come back and check. I did this. This is my result. What do you think? That's a level two employee. And if you're still working with level twos, they're a lot of work. If, that, if your reports are level twos, they're costing you a lot of time and productivity. You really need to move people up to a level three. Level two still look like uh, people that come from somewhere else. Hey, we used to do it this way. Do you guys do it this way? So they still don't know your processes or your values and you have to make them explicit. Um, this might be someone with inadequate skills that they're useful to you, but they're quite costly. Level two, that's a boomerang. So we got the stick, we got the boomerang. Level threes, these are people that you can, they know their job, they got the skill and experience in this type of issue, and you can confidently go do this. You see this? We got this again. Remember that time? Yeah, it's one of these. You know how that goes? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And the reporting looks like, okay, get me the report or get me the, you know, get me your understanding, send in an email, even give me a text, you know, whatever the reporting schedule looks like. But these guys work, are the guys, these people, they work um, initiating and ongoing data gathering. They pick up the data, they figure out what to do with it, and they get a plan of action back to you. Those are level threes. At your minimum, you, can, you need level threes to succeed. Otherwise, you are spending so much time. Uh, level fours, they act and advise immediately. They don't need to be told something's coming up. They see it, they do it, they anticipate it, and they take care of it. If you have one of those, they make your life a dream. And you should be a level five. You act on your own, you initiate, you plan, you dream, you make it happen. You are the linchpin in the organization. But I reiterate, ones and twos, if you're delegating down there, it is murder. It is a lot of work and they just waste your time. And you got to manage better and you got to manage better people. Um, Do you think you could train them to move their way up the ladder or is this something like a, the traits they're kind of born with? I think it's both. I think you got to hire better. If you talk about good to great or Jim Collins's work, he said, good managers don't buy, don't hire fives. They don't hire threes. They don't even hire sevens and eights. They find tens in each of these spots because tens can move up quickly and become fours that are self-initiating, self-starting. In our business, you can't afford to start the engine on all your employees every day. If you've only got one, okay, whatever that looks like, encouragement, a hard talk, a kick in the ass. But if you got 15 or 20 people that you have to start every morning, it will exhaust you. Um, so parts on the manager, us, to manage better expectations, the how, the why, and the where and who, but also hire better. It's, it's, it's just, it's going to kill you. You can be delegating to a stick. You know, these are, I think these are resonant images. Imagine just all day throwing a stick, your arm gets tired and you get tired walking and getting the stick for yourself. I mean, why'd you get a dog if you want to throw a stick for yourself? I don't know. That might be a little bit rough. I'm just rough on myself because I felt I really failed yesterday. No, I, I think you, it makes, <laughs> the stuff makes sense. And I think I had the same issue whenever I was trying to do uh, hire virtual assistants the other side yeah. of the country. 
or how to start the world. Um, yep. And I was, I was getting level, like, just like you were saying, level ones and twos. Right. And um, I honestly, we're there working different time times of the day than I was. And uh, I, th I think that there was a big, there was, there was a failure anyway, it, it didn't work out. Yeah. I ended up letting them go and taking it all back myself <laughs> and like reading the e-myth again. I'm like, uh, I don't realize what I'm doing. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> book for it. Cause we're often working asynchronously, right? Yeah. Um, all of us are working away from where our people are. And many of our listeners will be buying a property outside of their own community. So you won't be on site kicking someone to start every morning or throwing the stick or catching the boomerang. You really need people further up the scale. Yep. Um, for, for me, myself, um, the way I look at it is delegating is kind of, um, like I, I'm sort of like Darcy, where you do I delegate? Do I not delegate? Um, but in a way I do. And it's kind of like when we are talking about building systems and those sort of things, because all, all of this stuff kind of keeps tying back together. Um, but a lot of it is, uh, like just building a team that does these things for you right from the start. Right. So, um, for instance, like. I use wholesalers uh, to find, do all my deal searching for me for the most part. I do find some myself, but for the most part, I use wholesalers. And um, a lot of people, especially people take my course, I go, why don't you just go and do the leads and everything else? And I'm like, my time is better spent evaluating the deals and running the deals than um, talking to sellers and trying to find the deals. Um, that way, right? So I'd rather someone bring a whole stack of deals, let me sort through them and find what, which one I like. Um, so that's one thing I take off my plate. I delegate, at least the way I think of it is I delegate out to the wholesalers. I delegate out to my property managers. I don't keep my, I don't, my property managers aren't in-house. So I, it is a separate thing. I, I, you still have to, you know, follow up and check over all these people, but same thing, um, hire attorneys for evictions. Like I don't go to the courts. I used to, when I was an entire Ontario investor, I used to go to the landlord tenant board myself. Um, but no, it's one of those things that helped me grow was forcing me to be a distance away from the properties that you, you have, you couldn't do these things. Right. Um, I hire attorney for evictions. Uh, I hire contractors, I hire CPA. Um, and I think that at least that's the way I delegate. I basically do a lot of this stuff myself. Um, I do have people that are like, Hey, can I help you out? And can I do some stuff for you? And I'm honestly, I'm, I'd love for them to help because <laughs> it's, it's helps always nice, but I'm not sure what to give up. Right. And then there's uh, what goes through my mind is the, the security to all that too. Right. Like, what are you going to, and that was one of the big things, issues I had with working with uh, trying to source a lot of my stuff out to VAs is what do you give them access to? Like the, your trust level to let somebody in has to be pretty high because, you know, they could literally mess up your whole accounting system. They could mess up whatever. There's all kinds of private information, uh, you know, social insurance numbers, you know, ITINs, uh, all kinds of numbers that you could, you know, if they gave it to the wrong people, it could be disaster, right? Um, you know, access to bank accounts, access to credit cards, um, it, it, I think it gets into trust to how much you can give up. And like, uh, I think Darcy's done a lot of things, which he downplays a lot by having a whole staff um, all over the country to do these things, which you didn't even touch on really at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's, you have to give up control a lot. And then you yeah. have to trust these people in order to do that. But I think it has to be well-conceived and scaffold and you got to move people up that have experience 
that you trust. Like I was writing when you were talking on this margins of my freedom scale that mm -hmm. I mentioned. Um, I said, it's like this, and that's a shorthand for leveraging experience. It's like this experience that we shared. Um, and we, there's trust there. We did this before. Remember, it was like that suite that had the this. It was like that wet basement this. It was like that in asbestos investigation here. Um, yeah, I think you've, you've touched on those two important things, experience and trust, um, to get people at this level three for me. Oh, that's awesome, Glenn. Thank you. How's yours look, Ari? Yeah, it's a conversation that um, we've been having in another, in a mastermind I'm involved with. And um, yeah, about just that hiring a VA. So, and the idea is to create a list of tasks and then explain through some, what some people do is they explain through videos, um, how to do those tasks, how to perform them. And, um, and that's the way they, you know, they take, and then they, you kind of screen VAs, interview them, get them to do a little bit of those tasks and see, you know, how well they perform and, and see if it's a work, it's a good fit. And yeah, it's important to, to delegate. It will allow you to scale and focus on, on the important tasks and what where you're really good at. Uh, I know for myself in terms of, because, um, you know, when I think delegating, I think micromanagement and I think trust and, um, and I know that I used to micromanage a lot when I first uh, started working, for example, with uh, with contractors. So that I had to learn to uh, to delegate to to not micromanage and, and trust them more, and uh, trust them with their time and uh, have systems in place where I wouldn't have to um, to be over the shoulder. And um, what the somebody in the in the group had mentioned is. Uh, it's a stay-at-home parent can be a good VA and uh, you hire them for several hours a week and uh, yeah and uh, you identify the tasks that are they are better suited to do for you than, than and, and and the tasks that you are better on them doing yourself and then you know the question is what what do you make time for so on the one hand you make time so that you can um, uh, focus on the on your core activities the ones that you 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 can't be replaced for and then uh, you make time for uh things that are more important to you like experience and enjoy life and i i know for myself i just went playing beach volleyball again and uh oh my god i'd forgotten how much i enjoy it and i'm i'm really uh, i'm really happy to uh, to be back doing that and you know delegating allows for to make time to do, to do other stuff so that it's not only work and uh, yeah that's that's not the way I look at it. Agreed. I think that uh, Ari touched on the really the important part of it is to be free to do the things that you're here for. And whether that's in your business or outside of your business, um, if you can't delegate that you're so enmeshed, I mean, we keep going back to the e-myth, um, mm -hmm. but it's just such a great book and um, brings attention to what are you doing this for? Are you doing to be a donkey so that you can work all the time? Or do you have a larger goal and that work is a facilitation of, you know, your larger goals or your reason to be in this world? Um, you know, if, you're, if your reason to be is just to work a lot, um, there's other people that will give you lots of work and you're going to be right at the bottom of your own scale just working. Um, but I suspect our listeners are looking for leveraging their efforts and their abilities and skills so that they can do other things as well. And that's probably why you're listening in. Um, so delegating is a big is a big step towards that. I should give credit where it's due 
The freedom scales uh, come from Onkin, William and Wass from uh, 1999's Manage Time, Those Who's Got the Monkey? And this is in the Harvard Business Review. Um, that uh, text on Who's Got the Monkey is a classic piece from Harvard Business Review and is covered probably in most uh, master's programs about uh, managerial time and efforts. So that's where the original work came from and Tony uh, Williams at Royal Roads adapted this five points freedom scale in which I'm using. And I go over with my partners and my employees. Okay. I'm looking for them all to be threes or fours. Anything below that, you're a stick. You tell them like you're, you're looking like a two this year. <laughs> <laughs> we have. So this is two activity, folks. So they know the one through five. Yeah. Uh, and I said, this, you, you look like a stick to me right now. <laughs> and also the book we keep referring to is uh, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. It's a, it's a Absolutely. great reference. Absolutely. You want to read it? Absolutely. And and, um, one thing like, like Ari was talking about, like your, your, like what's your life, you want your life to look like and how you want to enjoy things. And uh, I think one of these things is to start build, building some of these systems and delegating things right from the start. Um, and I mentioned this, I think on our podcast a couple weeks ago, but like I was working, I had a full-time job and I was doing real estate part-time by having, uh, delegating a lot of stuff out. I was able to do like 20 projects a year and uh you know, that wouldn't be done. If I was doing everything, it's just not possible. And uh, the big, like I said, the, a lot of the big things I hear from my students are like, I'm going to do big things once I leave my job. I'm like, figure this out first. <laughs> and then in, when you leave your job, have some time to do life. <laughs> you yeah. Your way around. Yeah, I would. I, I love that thought. When I'm ready or when, 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 whenever this, whatever comes and happens. Um, I know it's generally motivated by fear. Um, life is going to happen whether you're ready or not when that perfect moment comes to do this or that or when this is going to happen and that's you know those kind of limiting thoughts and that's maybe one of the worst when i'm ready to do this um you know it depends on where you are with your thoughts on the afterlife um the only part that we know we can experience for sure is this part um and if you keep waiting for when you'll wait a long time I suggest you carpe diem, <laughs> grab life, people. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, really true, and um, it's uh, it's a quote that uh, reminds me of a quote that I really like. Life is not a dress rehearsal. You know, you're you're in it. And that's something I remind myself every time I go away. I do my mini retreat at the mm -hmm. beginning of the year. You know, okay, and these are the goals. But how do you want your daily life to look like? Because that's in the end, that's the life you're living. So, yeah, absolutely kid yourself preach it okay great well thank you everybody for tuning in and uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we did if you have any questions you'd like to see covered during the show email them at advanced rei talk at gmail.com advanced rei talk at gmail.com and it will be our pleasure and uh, yeah thank you everybody for tuning in see you next time see you guys see you.